0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Did you know that the people around you are depending on you having a daily prayer life? That prayer is not just about you, it's about what God wants to do also through you, with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers. Did you know that your spouse really needs you to pray? That when you struggle to pray every day, it's not just affecting you, it's affecting your spouse. You're not able to be that husband, that wife that God is calling you to be. Did you know that when you struggle in daily prayer, you're not able to be the mom The dad that God is calling you to be to your children. If you're in a dating relationship and and you don't have a daily prayer life, you're not able to really give the best of yourself to that dating relationship. You see, prayer— is not just about me. Now, now I want to be clear here at the beginning that why do we pray? The first and foremost reason for prayer is, is that we owe it to God, just out of justice for who God is as the divine being. We owe Him everything. We owe Him our whole lives, our devotion, our sacrifices, and our prayer. So we owe God our time of prayer. He is worthy of our praise, our thanksgiving, our crying out to him in our need, recognizing how dependent we are on him. Out of justice, this is what St. Thomas Aquinas says, out of the virtue of justice, this is what we owe God. We owe him our time in prayer. So that's the the foundational reason why we pray. Now, we also pray because it's good for us. This is the second reason. It's good for our soul. We need to take in that deep breath of prayer that Pope Francis talks about. He says, the body needs prayer like the soul needs oxygen. And I need to take in every day that time with Jesus in prayer. I breathe in the Holy Spirit more and more through the Word of God, through my meditation, through my time in adoration. Whatever time I'm getting in prayer, that's breathing in the life of God so that I can live more deeply rooted in Him. I need that. It's good for my soul, and this is how I will be sanctified. So I pray for, for these two reasons, first and foremost, to, to worship God, to give God what is due to Him, our worship, our praise, our prayer. I do it for because it's good for my soul. But did you know that when you fail to pray, it's not just a problem for you. It's also a problem for the people around you. Your spouse will feel the effects of it. Your children will feel the effects of it. Your friends, your colleagues, your fellow parishioners. Why? Because when we don't pray, when we're living just on our own natural life and not really relying on God in daily prayer, we can't give the other people around us our very best. Because our very best isn't our own charming personality, <laughs> it's not our hard work and our talents and skills and abilities. that The very best we can give the people around us is Jesus himself. And if I want to give my spouse, my children, my friends the very best, I want to give them so much more than me. I want to give them Christ radiating through me. And that can only happen if I have a committed daily prayer life. And that's what I want to talk about. In this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Three, and and I'm so excited. I've got my first summer speaking event coming up, and I'm gonna go to the beautiful Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I don't know if you've ever been up there. I used to live in Michigan. Uh, so I know that this is a beautiful part of the country, especially in the summer when it's not so cold. But I'm gonna be in Marquette, Michigan for their Diocesan Eucharistic Congress. They're expecting almost 1,000 people from all over. So if you live up in Wisconsin or anywhere in Michigan, again come to the Eucharistic Congress there in the Diocese of Marquette. It's this upcoming weekend, June 9th, 10th, and 11th. And if you show up at this event and you're one of my listeners, please come up and introduce yourself. I love getting to meet the audience uh, as I'm here recording. I don't get to see you all. So it's a great joy to get to meet you. So please come up and introduce yourself if you go there. I'm going to be speaking on a biblical walk through the Mass. I'm going be talking about the Eucharist as the center of our lives and the center of our prayer life, the center of our family lives. So come to the Eucharist of Congress, Marquette, Michigan, June 9th. 10th, and 11th. And I am so excited. I want you to be among the first people to hear about a new book I have coming out. This is a book that has been on my heart and on my mind for, oh, in some ways, 20 years. (laughs) I've been teaching about the saints and the spiritual life, the life of prayer, for over two decades with college students and young adults and the young missionaries in focus, with religious sisters and priests and bishops and ordinary moms and dads and lay people out there. I love the great spiritual tradition of our faith but I often think that the average layperson isn't aware of the wonderful wisdom of St. John of the Cross or St. Therese of the Sioux. They've heard stories. They've heard little quotes. I want to spend in my heaven doing good on earth. They know little quotes about St. Therese, but they don't really know her life, her heart, and what difference her spirituality of the little way makes for us in our daily lives. Uh, St. Catherine of Siena, they've maybe heard about her they know that she challenged the Pope, and she cared for the poor, and, uh, and and maybe they've heard that she spent three years in solitude and in prayer with God. But they don't know about her beautiful writings that are so human and, and really have a, a beautiful understanding of our human condition, our weakness, our struggles in our prayer life. And her wisdom has made so much of a difference, I would say, for for my own walk with the Lord. And and the average Catholic just isn't aware of this great treasure of St. Catherine of Siena or St. Faustina. They know all about the, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, maybe, and the devotion. and But do they really know the heart of her spirituality? Or Mother Teresa, they know that she helps so many people around the world, the poorest of the poor, but they, do they know the even greater story isn't what she was doing on the outside of her life. It, what was. It, it's all about what was happening on the inside, in her soul. Do they know the story of Mother Teresa's prayer life? It's so beautiful and encouraging and helpful and challenging and inspiring all at the same time. St. Benedict... St. Francis of Assisi, St. John Paul II, St. John Henry Newman. These are the many great saints that are out there. And we put together a wonderful program, and I'll tell you about it more when it's all available, but I'll just put it on your radar screen today because I'm just so excited. It's a new kind of Bible study program, a faith formation program that we filmed overseas in Italy, all throughout Italy at the places of these various saints I was just telling you about, Therese and Newman and John Paul and John of the Cross and, and many others. And what we do is we're trying to unpack the heart of Catholic spirituality and make it just very accessible and encouraging for ordinary Christians who love God, but maybe don't know how to pray well, maybe struggle in their prayer life, maybe don't pray as consistently as they do, maybe sometimes feel like God isn't close in prayer. They're wondering, is my prayer even worthy? Is it worth me even bothering to pray? I get—I just don't feel close to the Lord during prayer. What do the saints have to tell us and encourage us in those struggles that we all have in our prayer life? Or we pray every day, but we still struggle with sin and we have many weaknesses and we keep bringing the same things to confession. How come I'm not being changed? How come God isn't able to transform me? I want to I wanna be better and I keep struggling. How does God actually meet us in those struggles and change us into him, into his love? How do we encounter God in our wounds and our weaknesses and our sins and find that healing and transformation God wants for our lives. These are some of the themes we look at. It's a new program coming out that's called When You Pray, A Clear Path to a Deeper Relationship with God. It's going to be put out by Ascension Press. So coming up soon, I'll give you more details about it when it once, it, once it's made available. But I just want that on your radar screen. If you're in a men's group or women's group and you're thinking about, well, what could we study in the future? This is different. You know, I've done a lot of things about the Catholic faith about Mary, about the Mass, about Christ's Passion. And this is going to the heart of the Catholic faith, our very relationship with Jesus, our life in prayer. And how do we grow in that prayer life? And how do we encounter God and have a deeper friendship with Him amidst the various struggles of the spiritual life and learn from the wisdom of the saints? So can I ask you you just pray for this project, that it'll touch as many souls as God wishes them to. I, I It's been really on my heart for so long to put something together like this, and I'm just so excited uh, to make it available for those that want to go deeper in their relationship with God. Now, when I think of saints, modern saints, who go very deep in their relationship with God, the first person I think about is Saint Mother Teresa. And as I mentioned, she's known for Helping all the the lepers and the people that are suffering and the poorest of the poor all around the world and that and that's amazing but all those extraordinary things that were happening through her ministry began with the extraordinary things happening in her own interior life and she made a commitment to have a daily prayer life and and of course you have to do that as a religious sister. But I want to tell you how important Mother Teresa saw this was, because I know many of us, we we, we get busy. We're overwhelmed. We're we're busy at work, and we have busy social lives. We're raising children, and we're driving them everywhere. And how do I fit time in for daily prayer? Do you ever feel that way? Do you feel like, I just don't have time. I can't do this. Well, St. Mother Teresa, when she was starting the Missionaries of Charity. She started it there in Calcutta and it starts spreading around India. But eventually she's getting invitations from all over the world. And she's being invited to South America to the United States, to Canada, to Africa, to Asia, to all over Europe, she's just being invited all over the place, and and she's stretched as it what as it was already. What what does she do? You know, they were already praying a holy hour every day. They had an hour of prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, before the Eucharist. That's what she and her sisters that in her religious order that she started, the Missionaries of Charity. They they were committed to a daily holy hour. So when things got busy and things were feeling overwhelming, and she was stretched like never before. She needed more time. She needed more energy to be able to serve all of these requests that were coming from around the world. What did Mother Teresa do? You know what I might be tempted to do? I might be tempted to say, well, I've got so much to do, and maybe I'll just cut back. I'll do 45 minutes of prayer. That's that's really good, but that'll give me 15 more minutes to get more stuff done. I know myself. I could be tempted to do that. That's not what Mother Teresa did. Mother Teresa, when she felt busier, she didn't cut back on prayer. You know what she did? She added prayer. She increased prayer. She had all the sisters do another holy hour. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? An, an extra hour of prayer because she really saw, if if I'm going to respond to the demands of my life, if I'm going to respond to the needs before me and to serve the people around me well, if I'm going to serve Jesus in the way he's calling me to, I need to rely on him more. So I need more time for prayer. That's a great example for all of us because. If you ever feel that way, you feel overwhelmed, I'm busy, I'm drowning raising kids. The temptation could be to just cut off prayer. I just can't do it anymore. You might want to actually think of it the other way. I need to find ways to pray. Now, again, we go through seasons. I I use the example of a mom. If you just had a baby, you know, you're going through a transition here. Your prayer life isn't going to be like it was maybe before the baby. (laughs) You know, you're going to have to pray while you're nursing and pray, you know, when you're eating lunch, you know, but, but you're still fighting to find the time. And that's okay to go through seasons where your prayer life doesn't look like it did before. But let's never give in to the temptation to give up our prayer. Let's have the attitude of Mother Teresa. When we feel pinched, I, I I will say this. There have been times when I know I've got so many deadlines. I'm writing a book project. I'm working on something for focus. There's house things we're getting done. And I just feel really stretched. And in those moments when I'm tempted to go, oh, I, I don't know, can I get to the chapel today? I find that actually when I give a little more time in prayer, I maybe I'm not doing a second holy hour like Mother Teresa was doing, but I just give Jesus a little bit extra. I say an extra decade of the rosary or I, I stop by the chapel. I just know that He really blesses that. He multiplies our time, I think, you know, just like He multiplies loaves and fishes when there was a lack of, of, of food that day. He can multiply our time in a sense when we put Him first. I'm going to share with you a wonderful prayer that Mother Teresa's order prays every day. I, I've talked about this prayer before on the show, but I, I want to I read a line from it. They they have Mass in the morning, and then they pray this prayer after they receive Holy Communion. It's called Radiating Christ, and it's based on a prayer that St. John Henry Newman wrote, and they, they, they adapted a little bit. But I love this line. They, they say, they, they pray that our lives may only be a radiance of yours, Jesus. Shine through us and be so in us that every soul we come in contact with may feel your presence in our soul. Let them look up and see no longer us, but only Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? What they're praying here is that every soul they come in contact with may look up and see not just them, but see Jesus, Jesus shining through them. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing if your children saw more than just you, but they saw Christ, they encountered something of Jesus radiating through you. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if in that dating relationship you're in, that friendship you have, the the, the people in your life that you're close to, wouldn't it be wonderful if when, when they encounter you, they encounter something more than just you, they encounter Christ in you? Well, that can only happen if we're really committed to putting first things first and really having a prayer life, having time for prayer each day. You see this is this is the key point here is that when when we're not praying every day i'm not able to give the best of myself not just to god but to the people around me i'm not going to be the husband beth needs me to be i love my wife beth i really do <laughs> and she's awesome and uh, and my love for her really is sincere but i know it it's not Perfect. It's far from perfect. It's tainted by many weaknesses and sins and fears and insecurities and vices I have, and my selfishness, my pride. All those things keep me from loving her the way she deserves to be loved. I I need. I need more than Edward Sree's love going out toward Beth. Beth needs more than Edward Sree's love. She needs Christ radiating through me. She needs Christ's love radiating through me. That can only happen. If I have a committed prayer life every day, same thing, my kids, my children, Madeline Paul, Teresa, Carl, Luke, Josephine, Kiara, Eleanor, they all need more than just dad and dad's love. And I really do love them. I really do. But they need more than my love. I can only love them so much. I have original sin. I have many weaknesses. I can lose my temper. I could be selfish. I'm not thoughtful. I didn't. I, I. I don't attend to their heart as well as I should. I know this about myself. I. I fall short in many ways. I do love them, but it's an imperfect love. They need more than just me. They need Christ radiating through me. But that can only happen if I have a committed daily prayer life. I want to be clear here when I'm talking about daily prayer, I'm not talking about just saying some prayers, Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be. I'm not talking about just, you know, doing a, a wonderful devotion like the Rosary or the Divine Mercy Chapel. That's wonderful. These are amazing things I hope you have in your spiritual life. I, I'm certainly talking about more than just listening to a podcast. Hey, I listened to the Edwards Three All Things Catholic podcast, so that was my prayer life. Nope, I'm sorry. I hope this helps your prayer. I hope it enriches your prayer, but leads you to prayer. It could be a tool, but just listening to a podcast or listening to Catholic radio is not. It's not prayer. What you want to do is have time every day, quiet time with the Lord, time with the scriptures, time in conversation. You know, I, I did a whole series, by the way, way back in December. So if you just scroll back, you know, to the December episodes, I did a three-part series on how to pray uh, so if you're looking for just a few tips, you're, you're, you really want to get started, you want to have a better prayer life, but you're not sure how, go back and listen to December 2022. Uh, and I did a three-part series in those three weeks leading up before Christmas, all on practical tips from the Catholic tradition on, on different kinds of prayer, uh, approaches to prayer, how to pray. But what I want to highlight here is I, I want to give the best to Beth. I want to give the best to my kids. I want to give the best to my colleagues at work. When people read my books, I want to give the best to myself in my writing and, and the talks that I give. And even in this podcast, I want to give my best to all of you. But I know that the best of Edwards 3 isn't his apologetics maneuvering, you know, or his great biblical uh, interpretation skills or his wisdom about the catholic tradition on prayer you know that you know or it's not like oh the way he expresses something or the way he tells a story that that's god can use all that you know and I, and I pray he does but more importantly is am i really deeply rooted in jesus do i have a daily prayer life and is christ radiating through me in my words in my actions in my writing in my meetings you know, I want to give the people in the office a lot more than my organizational skills, or here's my strategic planning abilities. And again, God uses all that. That's good. But I want to give them Christ. And that can only happen if I have a committed daily prayer life. But when I don't pray, that's not just a problem for Edwards III. It's a problem for the people at work. They're not going to get the best of Edwards III because the best of Edwards III is not Edwards III, it's Jesus. It's going to be a problem for my kids. I want to give my children the best. And the best is not me. The best is Jesus radiating through me. I want to give Beth the best of myself. And I know the best of myself is not myself. It's Christ loving her through me. I want to live not just a natural life, but a supernatural life. I want to, I want the life of the Holy Spirit radiating through me. That can only happen when I have a deep, committed prayer life. I'm going to close with this little insight from St. John of the Cross. St. John of the Cross, once writing to priests in his day, commented on how they were very busy running around doing many things, but they didn't have a committed daily prayer life. They were running retreats, they were evangelizing, preaching the gospel, doing many great spiritual activities for the sake of many souls. But he noted how many of them did not have a daily quiet time for prayer with Jesus. And what happens? When we don't have that, John of the cross says that those, those priests, not only were they not able to give the best of themselves, which is Jesus <laughs> radiating through them, he said they might even be doing harm. They might even be doing harm. I want us to really weigh that here at the end. What what does John of the cross mean by that? What do you mean? How could leading retreats and, you know, putting on these great Catholic programs and, Preaching the gospel, how could that be doing harm? Well, if we're not really deeply rooted in Jesus daily in prayer, then we we might plan something for our family, plan something for our marriage, plan something for our kids, plan something for the parish, plan something you know, for some spiritual activity for a small group I'm in. But it might be just my own planning. It might not line up with what God really wanted. And so, not only am I not as fruitful or effective in what God wants me to do. John of the Cross reminds us we might even be doing harm because we're doing our own plan and not God's. We're being guided by our own will and not God's will. We want to be really careful here. I want to give the best, and I certainly don't want to do harm to my wife, to my kids, to my friends, to my colleagues, to the organizations I serve. I, 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 want, to, I want to give the best. And if I want to give the best and I want to make sure I'm not doing harm, I have to have a daily prayer life. So I encourage you to grow in prayer. And if you're looking for insights on how to grow in prayer, you could look out for my book that's going to be coming out and the video resource, the small group study that we're putting together here with Ascension Press called When You Pray, A Clear Path to a Deeper Relationship with God. Again, I'll tell you more in a couple weeks once it's made available. Uh, You can get that Ascension Press. I'm so excited about that. You can also go back and listen to the podcast that I did back in December of 2022. I did a three-part series on how to pray, practical tips for getting started, But know that your prayer is important, first and foremost, for God, you owe him your prayer life. Secondly, it's essential for your own transformation of your soul, your own sanctity, your own growing in holiness. But thirdly, let's never forget this. The people around us are depending on us to have a daily prayer life. Our spouse, our children, our friends, our fellow parishioners, they need us to pray. Let's give them the best of ourselves. Let's give them not just ourselves, but Christ radiating through us, through our daily prayer life. Thanks for listening. And you can always reach me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find me on my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com.